0: Welcome back, I'm Carolyn Stain, and you're listening to Classic Lunch. My guest today, as part of my series of interviews with phenomenal women, proudly brought to you by First for Women Insurance this Women's Month, is someone who has truly excelled in the world of dance. In 2012, she toured Russia as the first black dancer to perform The Dying Swan, which she also had the honor of performing for Nelson Mandela. She has danced lead roles in ballets such as Giselle and Les Silphides, as well as choreographing her own contemporary works. In 2014, she was chosen as one of 21 South African icons who molded South Africa's first two decades of democracy, along with the likes of Francois Pinard, Peter Dirk Ace, Lucas Redebe, and Anant Singh. And she was the recipient of last year's Standard Bank Young Artist Award. I'm talking about renowned ballet dancer and choreographer Kitty Petler and she's on the line right now. Hello, Kitty, it's so lovely to chat to you again. Thanks so much for joining me here on Classic Lunch this afternoon.
1: Hi, Carolyn, thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to have this conversation with you.
0: Kitty, I've known you for some time now and I've watched you dance many, many times. In fact, you've danced in our home several times, but I haven't really gotten to know much about you and your early years. Can you tell us a bit more about your childhood, growing up as a young girl in Alexander? Tell us about your hopes and dreams.
1: Well, I started ballet when I was nine. Um, I was very much of a tomboy, uh, very content with doing whatever my brothers were doing because I grew up with two boys. And um, I went to Orange Grove Primary School, and we were offered an extra curriculum of karate and ballet. And I decided to go with ballet. And as they say, the rest is history, you know, because I guess maybe I was just maybe curious as to what it was because i had no clue what it was but i chose it nonetheless
0: so there you were doing ballet at school what made you decide to make a career out of it Uh, you know i was discovered by martin
1: schomberg who i am you know eternally grateful to you know my gratitude lies to him you know so um but i guess you know he had a vision and nurtured me from a very young age which made it very easy for me to see what I'm going to be doing for a better part of my life, you know. Um, and it was just that relationship between um, myself and Martin, you know, that made me realize that, you know, this could be something that I could do, you know, being under his wing as well, because it's something that you can't do on your own. And that's why I'm saying I'm eternally gra- uh, grateful, to Martin because Mm. he showed me the way and showed me a way forward as to how I can actually embark into this as a professional career. Mm. So yeah, that's when I knew from the age of 10, I guess, because I started when I was nine. And I think from the age of 10, I, you know, I think the greatest gift my parents could have given me is um, trusting in the process that I had with Martin and that journey. And that was a great gift, really, because um, we both shared the same vision and I trusted him a lot with myself and my career going forward and yeah it, it came to me
0: at a very young age yeah you've broken down many barriers and you've risen to the very top of your game touring and performing extensively on stages all around the world but what were the stumbling blocks that you encountered in getting to where you wanted to go as a professional ballet dancer
1: um yeah it was uh... Not a lot, really, to be honest, but I guess it not being a lot doesn't mean it wasn't difficult Uh, because, as I said, you know, I was nurtured by Martin from a young age until I was a professional um, under the Ballet Theatre African company that Martin was Artistic Director. And when that closed down... um, um, then I went into um Zanzi Productions and then I went into uh South African Ballet Theatre, which is today Joburg Ballet. You know, the journey itself became difficult because I mean I was practically like spoon fed by Martin because we were so guarded. And then eventually I had to do things myself and I had to look out for myself and it just it became difficult, you know, and then also um dynamics of how people work also became a difficulty for me and politics politics i think are, you know i don't know i don't know how to put it because i think politics sometimes can be a downfall for a lot of us in the industry or whatever industry you're in you know it doesn't necessarily have to be in the arts but i think politics in a career space can really really uh, put you down and question yourself and your ability as a professional, you know. So for me, those were the things and challenges that that I came across as a professional.
0: Now, ballet is often considered to be a very westernized art form. Do you think that is changing?
1: Absolutely, without a doubt. I think for me, it changed from when I was a kid. You know, because as Martin, we used to perform in malls, in in parks in churches, you know, just to, you know, take ballet to the people because I think ballet is for the world, ballet is for Africa, you know, and I think the mindset has changed in so many ways because, I mean, for me, the journey started when I was back at Ballet Theatre African, you know, because I've always stuck with that whole thing that, you know, you've got to take ballet to the people in order for people to understand what it's all about. So I definitely think that, you know, as South Africans, we – have such a beautiful mindset about it now you know um, it's becoming part of our lives it's becoming um, a narrative that is not so foreign anymore so and i think you know the work is happening and and we've come a long way and we've still got a long way to go but i think the support system has grown in gullens and gullens and gallons on a daily basis
0: i agree things have changed and we have come a long way Kitty, it's Women's Month, and one of the biggest problems that we face here in South Africa is this issue of gender-based violence. How do you think we can try to solve it, if at all?
1: So, for me, it's more of, um, I think it's, it's a long-term thing, and I really hope from the bottom of my heart that I can really conquer this, you know? And for me, my, my approach is going to be through school, uh, my school, you know? And I really want to focus a lot on boy children, you know, because I find that, you know, when you're in a creative space, because of my own experience, when you dance with with, with boys or you dance with men, I think you allow yourself to to be sensitive to other people, sensitive to women, uh, be able to listen, be able to communicate. And that's what I learned through dancing. And I hope that, you know, my focus on boy children will help in terms of you know, curbing that whole experience of gender-based violence, you know, so that is for me my mission in life, you know, because as much as I want to focus on girls, yes, I think every girl wants to do ballet, but I I honestly feel that I need to focus more on boys because, you know, there's such a need for, for male dancers in the classical contemporary or neoclassical space so to speak, and we just don't have nearly enough. And when I come across male dancers, there's such a beautiful sensitivity when you are in a space of male dancers. And I find that, you know, that sensitivity is what we need in order to um, deal with gender-based violence. And I feel that I can try and I can only try and try to deal with that through dancing, you know, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate
0: about. Yeah, you've inspired many people with all that you've achieved, particularly young girls and boys wanting to become ballet dancers. But tell me, who is the fearless woman that inspires Kitty Petler?
1: You know, you speak about gender violence. I mean, you know, I come across from up, uh, you know my upbringing had a lot of that. You know, uh, with my mom in a very abusive relationship, um, my mother was fearless. So she's always going to be my inspiration. Bless her soul, she's not supposed to be anymore.
0: But she continues to be my inspiration and my role model. The COVID-19 pandemic and, of course, the lockdown has had such an enormous effect on the arts, both here in South Africa and around the world. How has it affected you as a dancer?
1: Sure, it's affected us athletes in such a huge way, you know, because you're... you're your regime changes completely and now it's all about self-motivation, you know, because one thing I can tell you is that you've had to find other ways to motivate yourself. You find yourself doing class at home, uh, you have to do more running. So on a fitness level, it's not the same, but you've got to find other means to keep the mind mentally strong because I think that's what COVID-19 has done for most of us, I think for the world. It has mentally challenged us in a way that we did not expect, we didn't see this one coming. So for me, um, I think if I keep myself mentally very, very strong, I think physically, you know, you can always comply. And there's just other different ways that I have to, had to find in order to keep going physically as well. Because I do my 5Ks in the morning and then I go to the Coast stairs, that's my regime every day to keep my mind right. <laughs> And then, and then um, I come home and I do my body conditioning, do my ballet class. And then, yeah, so t- you know, if I'm needed to do a performance, I have some kind of readiness, but nothing B. Being in the studio, working
0: right, and when you're doing your exercise, you listen to music. So I think it's time for some music, and you've selected Umlota by South African jazz musician Nduduzo Makatini for us to listen to this afternoon. Why this particular piece of music? So we, um, so it's amazing.
1: This is this comes from his um, new um, um, album. Uh, mode of communication, um, letters from the underworld. And, uh, before this came out, I mean, for, you mentioned Standard Bank Young Artist, and last year I collaborated with Rizzo Makatini, which is what led me to, um, to realize who Kitty is as an artist as well because I've always known but I wanted to know where else can Kitty go as an artist and my collaboration with Duduzo Makatini showed me so much because I want to tell more African stories and Duduzo's story just really spoke volumes to me because not only he's not only is he an incredible musician, he's a healer as well. And that's the story that attracted me in order to work with him. And we did a piece called um, Going Back to the Truth of Space. And we divided it up into eight movements. And one of the movements was Umlata. So this was such a beautiful, pleasant surprise that Umlata was one of the tracks in uh, on the album. So I absolutely love, 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 love this piece of music.
0: Here is jazz musician Nduduzo Makatini with Om Umlota by Nduduzo Makatini. And that was the choice of my very, very special guest on today's show, award-winning ballet dancer, Kitty Petler. Tell me, Kitty, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self now with the benefit of hindsight?
1: I think it's very simple, to be honest, with my own experiences. I think with self-esteem, you know, you tend to um, question yourself, Uh, doubt yourself doubt your ability and I definitely tell my younger self that you are enough you know you are enough you're good enough Mm -hmm. that's definitely what I tell my younger self yeah
0: and if you had just one piece of advice for the women of South Africa what would that be
1: I think what makes us great more than anything as women is that you know we have the ability to be innate about a lot of things one could call it intuition but I think in a professional space, I definitely think we should, you know, put the emotion aside and be the master of our craft by actually using that intuition. And I think that's going to make us flourish and be stronger as women as a whole.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on Classic Lunch this afternoon, Kitty. It's been so lovely chatting to you and getting to learn a bit more about you. And I really hope I get to see you again dancing soon and in our house as well. Yeah, I can't wait, I can't wait. That was South African ballet dancer, the inspiring, the talented, the extremely graceful, beautiful, fearless Kitty Petler.